0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show Talk Show.
1: Gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. We're gonna have an absolute rocking show. Be ready. James Edwards, well-known talk show host and author in his own right. The is his award-winning website and broadcast every Saturday night. Tell the tale of liberty, that's who we are and what we do, ladies and gentlemen. Short people got no reason. Now, James, welcome to the broadcast. You're not very short, are you? Six foot two, Sam. All right. Well, that's not. I guess tall everything's enough. relative, if you, though. If I'd you're be an short. NBA just, player, you'd be like yeah. a little dude, man. Yeah, you know, that's right. <laughs> In society, though, the average male, what, like five ten, five nine, kind of range. Average female, five five or something, four, something like that, right? Your wife's short though, right? Yep, she's. Uh, I like the contrast. She's five foot flat. All right. So you've done good, James. Just so you know, they I attack do. you for being a, an environmentalist uh, destroyer. Uh, you know, you're, you're just a bad guy in every way. But, my friend, they've now rewarded you. Uh, back in the day, short people got no reason to live. But now the answer, my friend, are you ready? Mating with shorter people is a step towards a greener planet. Since ah. smaller individuals are inherent conservationists, New York Times op-ed demonstrates... What do you say, James? You did good, buddy.
2: Well, that's what I was looking at when I saw her. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that she was attractive and had good values and that we met at church or anything like that. I was thinking, you know what? This is going to benefit Listen, the environment. i got to wrap woman. this one
1: up. <laughs> I mean, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. They literally spend time in an op-ed in the New York Times rag, mating with shorter people Is a step towards a greener planet since smaller individuals are inherent conservationists now i'm a super small guy i'm only five five tall i'm not as thin as i ought to be because i eat meat you see now don't you know that they're trying to put out a new thing on all beef packages they're going to put out that this is a <clears throat> what do you call that environmentally hostile uh it's, it's not environmentally friendly to eat beef james did you see this one
2: i haven't seen that so if you go and get a little bit of ground round at the Grocer, it's going to have one of those
1: labels you might find on a
2: cigarette package.
1: Yeah. But it won't be <laughs> like a cigarette package. It won't be hazardous to your health, I do. It'll just be, it's environmentally massive. You know, your footprint is just huge because mm-hmm. you're eating meat, see? So a small dude rolls in and eats a big old hamburger, then what, James? Well, I don't
2: understand that, that actually, would be because. This is far less harmful than most articles the New York Times have put out so that's we we should be thankful for that but I don't really understand if you're eating a cow that's one less organism that's exhaling carbon dioxide and uh, wouldn't that be helpful to the environment and then also they don't really call it global warming anymore because that's just been pretty much totally debunked by anybody debunked. who's who's yeah, watching like but it's climate change
1: stuck with that one yeah
2: Well, (laughs) climate change, though, you know, the climate has always changed. you got four seasons, it changes four times a year. Climate change is a little bit harder to pin down.
1: Yeah, harder to pin down. Uh, They try to make it a little bit more true. But I just wanted to start with that because I found it so absurd. Of all the things we're going to study, of all the things we're going to spend time on, of all the things we're going to document, we're going to say that, you know what, short people, people with small hands or whatever. They're the ones that are the good guys, and if you mate with one of those, you're going to be doing all right. Now, the other thing I find fascinating is Donald Trump has small hands, right? I mean, they mocked him for this, right? (laughs) So it seems to me that Donald Trump is in, you know, when he's one of the freedom-loving, environmental, what do you call them, James? Friends of the Environment? Yeah, you could call him that. Trump's
2: a pretty big guy. Uh, well, I mean, he let it be known when they pointed out the shorthand size that that didn't correlate to other parts, you know, if, if you can remember <laughs> But he's a pretty big guy, not just in height, but also in girth. <laughs> he's yeah, probably, but he's uh, got small
1: hands, though, so he qualifies he to some degree. Yeah, right? that you know, not a lost cause for the environmentalist. All right. I just wanted to give some credit where credit's due. Now, I don't know about Nancy. Is Nancy, like, really little? Yeah, she's pretty little. But she's gone now. She, isn't she? I mean, it, well, gone is a relative term. So is Obama, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, that's right. But he's still running yeah, he's the in deal, his third James. term right now. Right? That's right. Obama's in his third term <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I had on the radio with me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Michael Brute cut yesterday. It was a great conversation. He was on Brighty on TV with me for the Sheriff Maxwell Simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. And we talked about his um, website Uh, And it's theamericanview.com. We talked about that's really the view we need to have. And on his website, it says, pray, study, and act. Right thinking precedes right action. And uh, I thought that was pretty phenomenal news. Uh, We talked about uh, his training. He has four different courses on the Constitution. Uh, The first one is kind of a general U.S. Constitution one. The second one is the truth of America's founding... The next one is Sheriff of the Citizen, and the last one is Duty of the Jury. Four incredible core courses, Uh, Institute on the Constitution classes, should be taken by every elected official and everyone who wants to see America run constitutionally, says Representative Ron Paul. I know he's not a rep now, but you, you get the picture. All courses and materials are developed using, quote, primary source documents, and taught from the American view of law in government as defined as the Declaration of Independence. The three main points must be focused on, one, there is a God, three, or two, one, there is a God. Two, our rights come from him, and three, government must be obedient to those rights. And So I asked Michael a question, James, and there's a reason we're kind of drilling into this like we are right now. What if Donald Trump was president? And Michael Perutka became the U.S. Attorney General. Is that the question? Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I mean, obviously that would be great, but it's as uh, Representative Matt Gates said, uh, HR was never Trump's strong suit when he had the chance to populate his administration with exactly the kind of people that should have been in positions of power and authority, people like Michael Perutka, who has been an outstanding patriot and a true... Uh, American son for his entire life. And anybody who knows the history of Perutka, I, I interviewed him almost 20 years ago, and he was doing these things and uh, had run for small office, run for large offices, law firm, what he does with the American view and the Constitution. Yeah, Trump should have been putting in people like that. And he had the chance to do it, and he blew it. And, and, and uh, you don't always get a second chance, and I don't think Trump will.
1: Time will certainly tell, ladies and gentlemen, And the reason I ask this question is because, as you know, Kevin McCarthy lost big time. Three rounds, no speaker chosen, House adjourns. They'll go at it again here in a couple of hours. They start at noon. How would it be to work for Congress and just start at noon on critical days, you know? It's amazing. (laughs) But he lost three rounds of voting, ladies and gentlemen. House first time in 100, until years. A speaker 100 years is selected. A hundred years, it's been since this has happened. Now, <clears throat> there's also a debate if AOC is helping Republicans because Ocasio Cortez was seen smiling and hanging out with two representatives, Matt Getz of Florida and uh. Paul Gosar of Arizona now. I know Paul, been in his office, talked to him in detail about government. Kind of an interesting pairing, but is AOC helping the GOP in some way? James? Well, if
2: uh, AOC is teaming up with Paul Gosar, and let me tell you, folks, if you're not familiar with Paul Gosar, he is one of the very precious few uh, who are looking to put America first in the United States Congress. He is... And as he is a, a solid guy, and he's taken a lot of slings and arrows for it, and uh, had some so called controversial positions. Of course, those controversial positions would have put him in line with the thinking of our fathers. And of course, that's supposed to be bad now. But yeah, listen, I I have a lot of faith in Gozer. So this whole thing, he was pictured talking to AOC, and it's like, oh, you know, what's going on here? Is he colluding with the enemy? If they are teaming up to somehow damage the Republican establishment,
1: good. bring it. Yes. <laughs> That's all you I know, can whatever. say. Bring it. You know, I don't know much about Acacia cortez I know that she's a, a lightning bolt and everything else, and she's extreme liberal communist and everything. I get all that. But all I'm saying is if we can bring down the Republican establishment inside team, do it because we need to do something. Uh, and, you know, how much they're involved with her, I don't know. Uh, I know she thinks that every conservative is in love with her. Uh, we only focus on her because she does such strange things. Uh, That it's worthy of note and discussion. But there you have it. Now, hey, can you skip the break for me? James hates breaks. He doesn't like those. (laughs) All right, good. Now, Pennsylvania rep Brian Fitzpatrick says an alternative candidate for Speaker of the House who can challenge Kevin McCarthy would have to come from outside the Congress. Now you know that the Constitution doesn't require the Speaker to be a member of the House. Now you Donald know, I, Trump I, declines to say yeah. whether he'll support Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. So I don't know if you know, but Donald supported Kevin. Now they're saying uh, they don't know if, if Trump will continue uh, to endorse. Kevin. I don't think you should have ever endorsed Kevin in the no, first No, he never place. should have. I, it, it, Kevin McCarthy is the living embodiment of
2: everything good people, people who would tune into this radio program, would want to remove from Washington. Uh, they they say, you know, you want to clean out the swamp. Well, he's the king of the swamp on the GOP side. He is a completely contemptible person. Doesn't stand for any of the things that we believe in. You know, a sociopath really just has a will to power, and nothing else matters. Principles don't matter. Beliefs don't matter. Whatever is going to help him uh, feather the nest of number one. Steve King, who was on your show recently, 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 former congressman really spilt the beans on both my show and yours about just how, you know, it's not necessarily bad to be Machiavellian, but to be Machiavellian in service to selfishness and selfish self-pursuit is and he uh steve king kevin mccarthy is the reason steve king's not in congress anymore
1: so yeah yeah, bad guy it's it's that it's that protection of the good old boy network the party that's a problem it's that self-aggrandizement as somehow that you're the embodiment uh, of what needs to happen whereas more humble people need to step up that basically keep their oath of office uh is what they become prized and known for right Well, that's right. But what's going on here is very interesting. Now, Lauren Witzke,
2: who was a former nominee for the GOP for Senate, uh, United States Senate in Delaware, told me on my program, uh, this was back in 2020 she was, and she's now a commentator, but she told me on my program back in the early winter late fall that she thought somebody from outside of the congress would would could fill the seat and at the time i just sort of you know that's crazy but you know hey what we're seeing now isn't unprecedented but it hasn't happened in more than a century and he failed not just on the first vote but on the second vote and on the third vote and that is you know the political waters are reaching a boiling point now because you've got the people like Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates who are never mccarthy uh, ites, and uh, they're not going to vote him. And without their votes, this is what I said when the GOP narrowly won control of the House. I said, now the GOP establishment is going to have to come to terms with the few in the GOP who are trying to do things right. They're going to have to barter with them. And that's, you know, your Gates, your uh, Gozers, and people like that. And... He may still get in there, but if he does, it's going to come with a lot of concessions. And, you know, by the
1: way, what the GOP is doing his now. Political, sh- his political capital, if he gets there, will become zero is the problem, creating more and more and more of a problem for Republicans, uh, not to mention the debate with the Democrats, right? So the Democrats well, it's are plotting the- this and hope this happens. Uh, that's why AOC is involved in the first place. But this this continued divide, 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 divide has got to stop. We have got to put in constitutional patriots. So I've decided that I ought to be Speaker of the House, James.
2: <laughs> that's a god vote for. Why not? You don't have to support. be a member of Congress
1: to get it done. Who would be a better articulative Speaker than myself, James? Uh, obviously no one. I'm Clearly. having fun and making a point, ladies and gentlemen. Look, why don't we get a speaker like um, Michael Perutka, like a James Edwards, like a Sam Bushman. Uh, I mean, almost anybody would be better than who's there. At least an outside non-politician viewpoint would be so welcome. Can we get that done? Now, the question is, might Donald Trump jump in the fray later today, James?
2: Well, see, that that's the thing that's interesting, Sam, is that, well, just to put it to a point, when... Lauren Whitsky was on the show. She said she thought Donald Trump
1: would be the speaker. This was back a
2: couple, three months ago. And I just well, thought and that Roger Stone on my really program crazy. last
1: week, I brought that up and he said that was a very distinct possibility. That See,
2: I mean, normally things that are too good to be true, and I, you know, look, I'm not saying Trump is too good to be true. Obviously, there's a lot of fault there. But in terms of shaking up the establishment, normally it doesn't happen. The most likely scenario still is that McCarthy gets in as a lame duck, as a wounded uh, sort of placeholder and the opposition wins a whole lot of concessions. However, you know, you mentioned AOC. AOC, this was the thing that the squad was saying they were going to do. Do you remember hashtag forced the vote that uh, the so-called progressives and the Democratic uh, side of the aisle, they were going to force the vote on Nancy Pelosi because she wasn't liberal enough for them. And then, then, when it got down to it, when it got time to to wood chopping time or nut cutting time, they didn't even try uh, to to do it. They didn't even try to bargain in exchange for their support for Pelosi. They just caved in. And to see what the Republicans are doing now, I mean, again, it, it is relatively historic. And I I'm encouraged by this. I'm encouraged. It's to see, historic and necessary, James. Encouraged to see conservatives. Taking, taking the fight to the enemy this time as, as opposed to rolling over, talking a game, and then after a certain amount of uh, time spent grousing, rolling over and getting steamrolled. So this is, this is new. This is different. This is something that is absolutely noteworthy that people should be paying attention to, and it's going to continue today at noon, of now, course. What does it
1: take, ladies and gentlemen, for someone to be considered for the Speaker of the House? Do you just have to have a nomination from one or two people? I'm thinking thinking Sheriff Richard Mack ought to become the Speaker of the House or James Edwards or uh, there's a lot of people that could do a phenomenal job. And I really think bringing somebody, if you want to shake up the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? You need to bring in somebody from outside of Congress because now you're bringing in uh, somebody that can really buck the trends and uh, that kind of stuff. Look, you brought me in for a purpose, Now, see, here's the Uh, thing, though. And this purpose is going to be to put things on the table that normally the inside swamp won't do, James. Everything is on the table right now, uh, including things
2: that you say, which would be magnificently good for us. And the other way so you've got these liberal Republicans, obviously, uh, who are saying that they would rather burn the whole thing down than let conservative voices. I have a hand on the rudder of the party now. I don't want to burn anything down. I want to build constitutionalism, but but, but let them try, James. What I mean by that is what I mean by that is uh, conventional wisdom obviously suggests that whichever party has the majority of seats in the House of Representatives, that party will have one of their own be the Speaker of the House. That's why Pelosi was Speaker of the House for the last couple of years. Uh, but now that the Republicans have it, you would expect a Republican. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. The person that is getting the second most votes right now is Hakeem Jeffries, the black Democrat from New York. Of course, all the Democrats are voting for him. If the Republicans split, you could have a Democrat in that seat. And that's what some of these liberal Republicans are saying they'll do rather than uh, let the Matt Gaetzes and the Lauren Boberts and the and the Paul Gozers, in other words, the Constitutionalists, the conservatives, now, I'd have their the way. I hope the Constitutionalists
1: get their way, but I'd almost rather have the Democrats win I, I would than do. McCarthy be, because then it well, would shift it up, though. That, well, see, the that's the thing. What is the difference? See, uh, what Kevin does is stab everybody in the back and feign. Uh, conservatism. What you'd get if you got a Democrat in there, they'd blatantly wear it on their sleeve, and you might get more transparency. James. Well, that. Well,
2: I mean, I. I don't know about that, but what I th- when I say is, what's the difference? The difference for the Republicans or for people with our political persuasions, the difference between McCarthy and and
1: Hakeem Jeffries is nothing. So it wouldn't truly matter to yeah, us. that's right. You just might see the name uh, or the knife with Jeffries as they stab you in the back, there, folks. Mm, there you um, go. The other thing, though, a lot of people are saying, hey, Jim, Jordan continues to gain votes, yeah, and he might yep. end up being the speaker. What happened overnight? Could they instantly put a, a um, Jordan there? What do you think, James? Uh Well,
2: I mean, see, that's the thing. You'd have to have a lot of uh, moderates. I-, I had a vote tally up. I mean, it's obviously McCarthy's number one with 200-plus votes. Not enough to seal the deal, and if these never-McCarthyites don't come over, he cannot be Speaker. There's just no path forward for him unless he wins over the Gates and the Boeberts and the Gozers. Uh, He cannot be Speaker. Or or unless
1: enough Democrats throw their votes by twist of arm to change the game. They could dilute the holdouts by doing that.
2: Well, and Steve King mentioned that on our programs, on both mine and yours, yes. former congressman out of Iowa. He said people can miss the vote. Uh, they can be out, which would take the threshold down. So there,
1: there, there is that uh, tactic that would be in play. And but I believe that see- tactic might be the end of the day, by the way, if we're not very second- careful. Indeed, but I think this, why don't we bring Steve King back as speaker? Ah, well, you know what? You should call him and see if he'd be willing to come on this week because I don't think
2: there's not a bigger political story in the country than what's going on, and nobody has his ear to the ground more than a a man who spent 18 years in Congress, not that we could get on the radio anyway.
1: Good point. You know, very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, it's just like, what the heck? Um, Jim Jordan continuing to gain votes. So I don't know who could be speaker, but what about if Roger Stone became speaker?
2: Well, <laughs> so again, second most likely would be Hakeem Jeffries. Way that both he and and um, McCarthy are both getting two hundred plus votes, but you got to have I think two hundred eighteen to get it, and they're not there. Uh, so somebody's gonna have to break. Uh, way down the line, you have uh, someone like Je- um, uh, who was the other Republican you just mentioned? Jim, uh, uh, Steve King, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, yeah, he's way down there, but 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 there has been some rumblings, you know, of him being a dark, a dark horse. But I mean, obviously, if you're just looking at the math, it's going to be easier to break uh, to buck break four or five conservatives than 150 moderates. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, if if it concludes with not getting McCarthy in there, I think we're going to be better off, even if
1: it's a far left liberal Democrat. I really think it would be worth seeing. What would happen if they put Trump up? You might get a lot more support. I, I would say
2: this is what I always was enamored with Trump about for all of his fits and starts and pros and cons. Just the chaos that he injects into the system. We don't need a status quo in a, a congressional body that is criminally corrupt. And maybe Trump is, too. But I don't think that he's an insider like that. I know you might think he is, but uh, I don't I don't think so. I would like to see so I would like to see something out of the box. I would like to see something interesting uh, more interesting than the conservatives complain and then they lose,
1: which has been the story my whole life. Amen, what do you think might bring that dynamic to the table? Is there anybody that will be a dark horse candidate that can come out of the woodwork and all of a sudden, whoa, we didn't see that coming. Do you think that's a possibility or do you think that just will not happen? Well, I mean, it's,
2: it's a, certainly a possibility. I don't think anybody uh, could have foreseen Donald Trump's insurgency in 2015 and 16. Talk about a guy coming out of nowhere and, and taking the White House. Nobody would have saw that coming. Nobody could have predicted that 2012, 2014. So, you know, it is rare that history uh, delivers one of those curveballs, but not not impossible and, 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 and more likely now than in the past because you do have such a divided nation uh and a nation that is ratcheting up the political stress level every day and and so i think things are a lot more volatile now when you have that sort of volatility it it's a breeding ground for unlikely scenarios to sort of manifest themselves so we'll see i mean this is this is a a very exciting game and this is like super bowl stuff to somebody like me who's a political observer i'm i'm
1: enjoying the show Ladies and gentlemen, we shall keep an eye on this ball just for you. I am Sam Bushman. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds with James Edwards, the politicalcesspool.org. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: listening to Liberty News Radio
3: This is USA News. I'm Julio Flores. About 600 people alive today can't have children because California's government sterilized them either against their will or without their knowledge, and now the state is trying to find them so it can pay them at least $15,000 each in reparations. But after a year of searching, the state has approved just 51 people for payments out of 310 applications. There's one year left to look before the $4.5 million program shuts down and the challenge remains steep. State officials have denied 103 people, closed three incomplete applications, and are processing 153 others. But they say it's difficult to verify the applications as many records have been lost or destroyed. Two groups of people are eligible for the money of those sterilized by the government during the so-called eugenics movement that peaked during the 1930s and a smaller group who were victimized while in state prisons about a decade ago. The United States Embassy in Cuba is reopening visa and consular services Wednesday, the first time it has done so since a spat of unexplained health incidents among diplomatic staff in 2017 slashed the American presence in Havana. The embassy confirmed this week that it will begin processing immigrant visas with a priority placed on permits to reunite Cubans with family in the U.S. and others like the diversity visa lottery. The resumption comes amid the greatest migratory flight from Cuba in decades, which has placed pressure on the Biden administration to open more legal pathways to Cubans and start a dialogue with the Cuban government, despite a historically tense relationship. They are anticipated to give out at least 20,000 visas a year, though it's just a drop in a bucket of the migratory tide, which is fueled by intensifying economic and political crises on the island. The Food and Drug Administration on Tuesday finalized a rule change that broadens availability of abortion pills to many more pharmacies, including large chains and mail-order companies. The Biden Administration partially implemented the change last year, announcing it would no longer enforce a long-standing requirement that women pick up the medicine in person. This is USA News.
4: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for healthcare, and here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true, the typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people, but what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance, double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year. But it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before January 15th. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE
1: back with you live ladies and gentlemen sam bushman on your radio what did matt gates and aoc talk about james well
2: i don't know what he talked about but uh, when asked about it in sort of this gotcha like moment about what representative paul gozer and aoc talked about because you could see them you know gesturing and, and smiling with one another and like i said i trust gozer so whatever he's planning and if she's willing to help good but uh, he said All that right, he so was talking to her gates told aoc well I, gates I tell you what said he, go ahead gozer said he was talking with her about the
1: wonders of the combustible engine which means i ain't telling you <laughs> but gates did say, he said, I told AOC that the Republicans, the leadership, meaning Kevin McCarthy, are hoping or expecting, believing that the Democrats will bail out McCarthy and he'll win. Yep. And then Ocasio-Cortez AOC said, I guarantee that our party will not vote in favor of McCarthy. Other Democrats backed her answer. So they smiled, they were kind, but the real issue is how much arm-twisting behind the scenes does Kevin have? That is a huge question, and will determine the outcome, James. All right. There you have it. We'll get James back. Uh, in, in the meantime, there's so many things to cover. Um. I guess George Santos had a horrible day in Congress as well. Republican representative of New York. He spent his first day in Congress as an outcast, James. Who had a worse day, Kevin McCarthy or George Santos? all right can you hear me now all right back with you live ladies and gentlemen sorry for the confusion don't know what happened we all got disconnected (laughs) man they sure don't like us talking about George Santos do they (laughs) we're gonna get James Edwards back here in just a second I don't know uh, how all that happened but we have got great people behind the scenes working on everything so thanks for your patience with us on that Um, George Santos had a horrible day okay And I guess the representative of New York that lied to get elected spent his first day in Congress as an outcast. That's a very interesting term. Now, I don't think that they ought to treat him as an outcast. Uh, As far as I understand, he sat alone. As far as I understand, reporters just literally dogged and hounded him at the heels everywhere he went. It was so bad that uh, he literally saw reporters in the direction that he was headed, and he literally turned around and ran away. It's so bad. And I get it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand how the Republicans aren't more on this discussion. But it's true. This guy literally lied about every aspect of his life. He lied, he lied about his um his historical relevance in terms of his family members and the things they did and did not do. He lied about his job credentials and his experience. He claimed he worked places that he didn't. He lied about his education. Oh, but don't worry, Obama lied about his education too, right? Obama said that he went to certain colleges, but we can't even get proof that he went to the colleges or whatever else. Uh, So he's in good company with Obama lying we don't know his origins. We don't know his family origins. He lied about ethnicity. He lied about literally every, every aspect of his life. And to me, when you lie to that degree to get elected, you're not even the person that you, you know, proclaim to be in any way. Okay, we think you have certain credentials in the employment world, in the education world. You don't have any of that. Uh, so he lied. Now he's being shunned. I don't think shunning is the right answer. I think being kind to him. I think somebody that's a real conservative who believes in election integrity should sidle up to him in public and say, hey, George, Sam here. Nice to meet you, sir. Um, I'm concerned about how you got here. I believe how you got here is election fraud, and I think you need to step down, sir. Now, when we had Roger Stone on, he didn't seem to worry about that much. Uh, But that, to me, is the the quintessential issue. You cannot just lie, lie, lie. This George Santos guy should not be shunned. Okay, shunning him just makes it sound like I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. We need good, honest conservatives to go up to the guy and force him to discuss this. We need to literally file charges against this gentleman. To lie to the degree that he did is flat-out election fraud, James, beyond proof Where are the Republicans to call a halt to the con game once and for all? The Democrats say no proof to election fraud. But if you lie about every aspect of your life to get elected, it's election fraud, James. Two things. Uh, First, uh, George Soros walked in and
2: unplugged me, so I apologize for that, everybody. But um, the thing about going back just 20 seconds on AOC, why would she want to help people like uh, us? I think it's because she thinks she's hurting the republican party by supporting the conservatives you know the liberals in the republican party and the media at large said well the republicans run law didn't do as well in the midterms because they ran so many you know conservatives or so many maga people whatever let her miscalculate that but she's not doing it out of the goodness of her heart because she's seen the lies she thinks she's going to hurt the republicans by aiding with this insurgent you know what faction. I think it is james
1: yeah she felt like every conservative was just fawning over her as a sexy woman and that you were just enthralled with her and that every uh you know conservative just i mean they just they just were sexually attracted, they couldn't help it, maybe she's sexually attracted to these conservative real men
2: i i, I you know what <laughs> my friend, you may <laughs> be very well <laughs> onto something <laughs> there, you may be very well onto something there, but anyway, I know we have to move on, yeah this thing with Santos, But I'm just saying think about it though she's smiling I, and that adds out with no. and stuff.
1: she's twitter painted by the conservatives james
2: i there is biological tells that are hardwired, and you could see some of that vibe going off yesterday and some of those pictures and videos of her yeah, uh, talking with some of then. that. I'm telling you, you could.
1: Uh, you can't. That's well, not So I fake. think the Matt Gates and, and uh, you know, some of, like Paul Gosart and some of these people, Donald Trump ought to just say, you know what, ALC's in love with us. Here's the video proof. <laughs> well, I did do that. I was on a, a Swedish reality show.
2: They cast me to be the bad guy some years ago. And uh, it was a show that sort of followed around like this Britney Spears type uh, celebrity out of Sweden. She was like, you know, the Britney, Sweden's equivalent to, you know, a pop star. And I was brought on for a couple of different episodes. And one, I'm sitting down with this and a little starlet. And I, I, I haven't screenshotted. I, I i tweeted it. This was some years ago now, you know, not too long ago, four or five years ago. And we're sitting there. I was back we're talking, when you weren't we're, as good looking, but other than that, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about feminism, and, and I just started saying, you can't go out and hunt. You need a man to, to do this. You know, you need to... So on and so forth about the proper gender roles and how she needs <laughs> yeah. a strong man. And she, you can see it. I, I will, I will she's send this to bristling. you. She's just bristling. No, uh, she, she's smiling and playing with her hair. You know, because she's not used to getting talked to like that. She's normally surrounded by soft, you know, so, soy boy types or you know, lesbians or whoever whoever these people normally hang out with. So yes, yeah, right. you see it. I I, I, I said that. I said, you know, she fell in love that moment. She was in love in that moment. So that could have been, that the very well could. Joking aside, Sam, that could be what's going yeah, on with. I'm AOC. not bringing it up. The joke.
1: I'm bringing it up for serious. I think that she instinctively understands, as does everybody else, the truth. And she's like, "Hey, these these strong men that are standing up to the establishment. Hey, you know." Now, your 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 mind can say one thing, but uh, your biology, uh,
2: the thing that makes you you, will betray you if you allow yourself to get too close to these. Uh, to these things you you so want to condemn, but that that is a, you know what I'm going to steal right. that Sam and mention yeah, it on my means program you this did weekend because
1: it, it's true and I, you just look at her smiling and her I'm, she's loving it I'm telling you right now, now I'm going to mention Yates that this and Paul weekend Paul Gosar going hey I don't blame you I understand <laughs> I'm going to write that down I'm writing you know, it down the exchange was hostile I mean they're going hey man Kevin thinks that the Democrats are going to back him and she's like no they're not it's not a very you know smiley conversation is it but yet, mm, she's liking that little yep. attention from them conservatives. She's thinking, "All right, <laughs> she's like, hang on, yeah. now I got to rethink nope. this old deal." Uh, now her you, boyfriend needs to kind of melt down over this because these guys got power. They're in the house. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, they, they love power too. It's just <laughs> instinctive. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, there's so much to talk about. It's crazy. I want to talk about this DeSant or the Santos guy, George Santos. It's election fraud, James. After the break, we'll talk about it. It's pure election fraud to lie about every aspect of your life, to have the mainstream press carry your lies, to have nobody vet on either side. It's a tragic election fraud, in-your-face problem, and no Republicans are touching it. we got to talk about it on your radio with James Edwards in a second. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and James Edwards on your radio. I submit it's flat-out election fraud, and no Republicans have the guts, the cojones, to touch it. This George Santos lied about every aspect of his life, got elected on fraud, James. Yeah, so we were talking about this
2: before the program started this morning, and I was like, yeah, I've read a little bit about this guy. I didn't know quite as much about that as, you know, I have followed what's going on on uh, the speaker election. I said, didn't he say he was Jewish uh, to to get
1: benefits and special treatment, and yes, really
2: wasn't? And, and that was one. You yeah. said, yeah, that was just and one most of them. And most people lose everything. their whole
1: careers and their whole wherewithal when they lie like that about race. Think of the white woman that claimed she was black. They literally ruined her whole life, James. Well, she right? and he, it, it, it's true, but she and he both know
2: where the bread is buttered. <laughs> That's for sure. They know on this diversity totem pole, uh, the the further away from white you can climb, uh, the better you're going to be in terms of Gibbs and preferential treatment and advancements and things like that. So that that's a a You know, you want to talk about systemic problems. That's a systemic problem. It's not you know, hey best man for the job most qualified applicant gets the position it's you know how diverse are you are you jewish are you black well you move to the head of the line something like that but but i guess he probably saw those sam how well it worked out for elizabeth warren i mean look at uh, how elizabeth warren's career has gone now she didn't go too far in the presidential primaries but she's lived a very 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 comfortable life very well respected the media loves her and very wealthy and she claimed to be an American Indian and she's like 1% Indian <laughs> they got a great great play on words to call her uh <laughs> uh and so it's certainly not unprecedented and not even in the United States Congress for people to do that now when you get you're caught with your pants down a little bit so to speak Uh, It's a little embarrassing, but I don't think if he pays the price that Warren paid, that's to say he's not going to pay a price at all. But
1: isn't it election fraud, James? You lie about every aspect of your life to get elected. You're certainly lying. I think think you can make that argument. what, What legitimate issue in your life did he not lie about, really? right you got a, you got a point i think you could certainly argue that yeah you could argue that and I, and i look at that it, at this is, and that I it just constitutes say, fraud if the republicans are going to claim there's election fraud and the democrats are going to run around and the mainstream press is going to run around and say we make this claim without evidence right i mean can you get better evidence than that
2: yeah what's the standard for what constitutes fraud is it you know typically you think about Denying votes, cheating on the votes, having votes, ballots, fraudulent ballots. It's something to do with balloting and voting. But, is, is yeah, this but if I'm voting fraud? for
1: someone and I don't know the truth about their origins, I don't know the truth about their employment, their professional experience, their education. I don't know any of those things. And I get led, you know, by the nose to the voting booth thinking I'm voting for a certain character. And it's not even that person at all. Yeah, I mean, he certainly wouldn't be the first person who lied about his
2: positions. But when you're lying about fundamentally who you well, – he wouldn't even be the first who, to lie about who he is. But to lie about who you fundamentally are as in terms of your, your biological makeup, I mean, that, that is – I mean, Elizabeth Warren, yes, but they all lie to us about where they stand on the issues, obviously. But yeah, this, is, uh, this does rise to, to, to be a cut above. But I think the bigger question is why did he think this would benefit him? And why did it benefit him? or Why does it benefit people? I just say there are things that they're not. you know, Is there a, a racial hierarchy at play here? Uh, have we have we moved uh, away from most qualified regardless of well, where you came from? The question I mean obviously now. the answer is
1: yes. Who lied about ed- education and his birth certificate the most was Barack Obama. To me that was election fraud for him to be elected because we don't know if he's even an American citizen, right? Hey, we tried to get to the bottom of that. You know, you remember. Know, but, but look, if you say that you are an American citizen and you are or you're not or whatever, and we don't know the origins of your birth when that's a specific requirement for president, for you to be elected is fraud, James. And now we're having more election fraud on the Republican side. But who's bringing this up but me, James? Not many. I mean, I did see that
2: there was a – camp. well, <laughs> a lot of reasons – there was a camera crew outside of uh, Santos' office yesterday uh, we were waiting to ambush him for some of this stuff. But, yeah, hey, look, you mentioned it, Barack Obama. There's another example. We don't even know where this guy was born. And, he, he you know, they didn't check into that. He was allowed to go and serve two terms as president. So, yeah, there is precedent for this kind of stuff, helping advance one's political career. You know, we had on this program, uh, on my program and on this network, uh, a gentleman by the name of God, I got to remember his name. Tim Adams was his name. Tim Adams, and he was he worked in the elections office in Honolulu, Hawaii. And he said there is no birth certificate for Barack Obama in the state of Hawaii. He had he had since retired from that position, and contacted us because we were one of the few talking about it back then. And he said, in my position, I checked. There was no birth certificate for uh, Obama in Hawaii. Now, that's just that's just what he said. I mean, we'll take him at his word. Nobody picked up on that, though. Now, you would have thought that, hey, this is a former elections clerk in Hawaii that would have had access to these records. He's saying he checked and it wasn't there. We broadcasted it. The only people who touched it was World Net Daily. Uh, you would have thought that at least that would that a claim from somebody in that position would have at least deserve the time to be debunked by the establishment press it would have at least been hey you know who is this guy did he look is this true let's get to the bottom of it and if it's not you know we'll hang him out to dry but if it is this man is an edward snowden type figure he's telling the truth where nobody else would nobody looked into it nobody even looked at that for you it'd be one thing hey i lived in hawaii i don't think he had one this guy wasn't you know worked in the elections office
1: I don't know what's going on here, but the Republicans, in my opinion, are a huge failure, James. When you're not even willing to look at what I'm saying, the worst they did with this guy right now so far is they've let him be a, I don't know what you want to call it, a loner. George Santos spent his first day in Congress as an outcast. Is that all we're going to do is be an outcast, let him get sworn in, uh, and then just kind of normalize over time? Is that the plan by the Republican folks? He gets
2: embarrassed. He has to go sit in the corner and wear a dunce hat for a couple of weeks until the next news cycle washes
1: this away and nobody remembers. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. All right, well, that's with election fraud, when the Republicans are uh, accusing election fraud, including the Donald among them, and this guy literally gets elected on false pretenses, absolute undeniable. Now, with Barack, you can at least say it was a debate on if you know we're not going to show the evidence, but it's a debate. In this case, there's no debate. Even the liberals and the conservatives all agree he flat out lied and got caught on so many points. It's not even funny. Yep. It's not like now, I told see, a little white that's lie. Right. I flat out fabricated completely, with evidence proving my fabrications all the way down to look um, education places he claims he attended. They say we have no records. He did not. He says I so worked who at is certain this guy? places. Hold on, he worked at certain places. The companies come back and say we don't. Have, we he never worked for us. What are you talking about? He lies about where his parents were. Then they dig into it, and experts in the field relating to to Holocaust, et cetera, say the, the, that doesn't match our records. Nobody is verifying a single word he's saying. Who is this guy, James? Nobody cares. We're going to let him walk past the metal detectors. We take it down. We're going to claim election fraud and do nothing. You know that actually
3: is wow.
2: beyond being interesting or noteworthy or a scandal to being downright scary. Who is this guy? You've seen the movie The Manchurian Candidate. I mean, this is this is uh, some. And how did he? Imagine, how in the world did this never get caught on any of the lower levels before he ascended to the position of United
1: States Congressman? Yeah, the deep state put him there, sir. And how do I know that? Because he basically had no money at a certain period in his life. Two years later, he had millions. Look, this guy lied about where he even lives and what homes he owns. He claims he owns homes, but he lives in an apartment with his gay lover. And then this guy basically claims he has these houses over and over and over. And everybody looks at the houses and goes, he doesn't have those houses. Well, let me let me ask you this, Sam, because, again, I, I, oh, wow. I had
2: seen bits and pieces of this story. Uh, who who?
1: How did it finally come out now? Well, supposedly a little newspaper told the truth about it months ago, and no one caught on. And eventually the New York Times caught on. I'm but they wanted, they, to wait even... till after, they wanted to wait till after he was elected, because if he was not elected, it would be a no no story. After he's elected, now they could beat the Republicans over the head with it, right? They love it. Well, the New York Times normally wouldn't
2: go after somebody that needed it, so I, 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 what are his even
1: supposed positions on the issues? Well, I mean, he claims to be a Republican. He claims to be backing Kevin McCarthy, and the reason this is so critical is he's voting for Kevin McCarthy over and over right now. He could make the okay. difference, James. I, it, it really is
2: coming down to a handful of votes as to whether or not he gets stopped or somebody else is uh, pushed forward. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and this, it, <laughs> that's a pretty impactful decision. I mean, that impacts everybody.
1: Yeah, but only Sam Bushman hitting on all cylinders on this one. Strange. So. You came out I of the, got to beat uh, the Republicans over the head on this one, James. Because, look, they've been mocked for two-plus years. We claim election fraud, and they go, no, come on. There's nothing here. Sam and everybody without evidence claims, without evidence, without that evidence. Look, Barack committed election fraud, and so does this guy. What's the difference? They're both telling you falsehoods about their education, falsehoods about their origins and who they are, falsehoods about how they got where they are today. Can't follow the money trail. Too secret, too straight. How does this all happen? Buddy, if I spent five bucks, they'd have it on the money trail, James. There yeah, is right. a problem here, <laughs> and it's both parties, James. Oh yeah, I mean they, they there
2: is such selective enforcement uh, with regards to those intricacies of campaign finance law and ballot access requirements. You you you, you run as uh, an independent. You run as I have uh, for yeah. a state seat. You run you run as an outsider. You have five dollars that isn't uh, right. You're probably going to go to
1: jail. Yeah, because of finance problems like my dear buddy Steve Stockman and others. Ladies and gentlemen, McConnell celebrates his Senate milestone. He's now the longest Republican Senate serving leader in history as he's hanging out with Joe Biden. How do you feel about that, James?
2: Well, this is just again typical. I mean, you really do need insurgents that aren't going to become enamored with. Uh, I, I, I hate to keep mentioning the Steve Keegan uh, interviews that he's done on Liberty Roundtable and also my program, but he, I, asked, I said, Steve. I mean, are, are, do conservatives never run? Uh, is, is it just that they're they're just not running, or are, they, are there legitimate instances where conservatives get in there and they become corruptible? And 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 what are the influences that would subvert their principles? And he laid it out. If you wonder why this happens or how it happens, he laid out exactly how it happens, how he has seen it happen in, 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 in firsthand, first-person accounting. And it's it's just that easy. I, we don't have the time now to, to recite everything he explained. But, it, yeah, it happens. And you see all this stuff all the time, though. All of the Bushes, all of the Clintons going on vacations together, they're all friends. And a lot of times you don't even have to be subverted because you're just part of the system to begin with.
1: Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, talk, radio show. talk Show.
1: Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, talking about all kind of things, man. It's getting crazy out there, but our dear friend, Patty Stockman, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman, was on with us a week or so ago. Talking about this horrible situation. You've got political prisoners, folks, rotting in prison, wrongfully so. In this case, it's the most egregious you can get with a former representative from the great state of Arkansas uh, in prison. We talked about that with Patty. They had a rally yesterday. Uh, I meant to get them on yesterday to celebrate right in the middle of the rally, but I've had too many guests, and I just, wow, I'm doing the best I can. But I wanted her to come on, Patty Stockman, with us to give us an update on the rally that took place to defend a political prisoner. Patty, welcome.
6: Hey, thanks, Sam. Yes, um, I know there's a lot going on right now, but glad to be on. Um, Yes, a bunch of us gathered yesterday in Fort Smith, Arkansas, in front of the federal courthouse. Um, we are this FBI agent will be sent- scheduled to be sentenced tomorrow morning, um, and we had banners and signs and and all of the all of the media and well the all of the TV media in Arkansas in that part of Arkansas showed up um, and they interviewed us and covered gave great coverage to our to our demonstration on all the networks on several broadcasts uh, every hour they were doing yesterday and they've been covering today as well with the footage that they took. Um, the situation is of course, this FBI agent destroyed, um, he he had his hard drive, his FBI hard drive white twice after it was subpoenaed in this trial of state Senator John Woods. Um, And if it's subpoenaed, we don't know what kind of evidence was on it, but we believe it would have exonerated Senator Woods. Instead, he's sitting in prison for 18 years, has served four years. And this agent uh, filed filed a request with the judge requesting for his punishment one year unsupervised probation. Um, And the government responded, Sam, you don't know this, but since I've been on your show, the government responded to his request with the court and said, you know, because he admitted his guilt and we believe that he wiped it because of why he said he wiped it, we have no evidence for any other reason, we believe that one-year probation is probably sufficient. However, we believe he should be supervised and maybe he should have a fine to cover the expenses that all of us incurred with having to deal with this. So, in other words, if he hadn't gotten caught, then we wouldn't have had the expense and And everything would be hunky-dory.
1: Are these people off their rockers crazy? We have got to have accountability somewhere, Patty.
6: That's right. That's right. If, uh, you know, someone said, if when the law breaks the law, there is no law.
1: (laughs) Aim into that reality check.
6: These are law enforcement officers who are are violating the law, and they just... They just skate because when he submitted his request for one year unsupervised probation, he did so with justification by citing two other FBI agents who had tampered with evidence in other cases and only gotten one year probation. So there's definitely a two tier justice system here. Um, so we're very encouraged that uh, we got the coverage that we did. We know that the heat's being applied there in Fort Smith, so the judges obviously seeing that people are paying attention. And so we're praying that it will have some impact on him and that he'll reject this this sweetheart deal and uh, sentence this guy to prison. He can sentence him up to 20 years in prison. But, of course, because he pled guilty, um, I'm sure that it would be significantly reduced, significantly reduced if he even – if he sentences to prison. But we just feel like this guy's putting – who knows how many – innocent people this guy has put in prison and not gotten caught for their tactics and their collusion within the fbi and he's going to to escape we just we we just don't think so
1: amen to that we got to work on it but ladies and gentlemen i'm for i'm just for absolute shutting down the fbi entirely patty it's a criminal organization from top to bottom we've got case after case after uh, case to prove it
6: that's right i i think you're absolutely right uh we need to abolish it completely and and start over
1: hey i'm calling for steve stockman uh to be speaker of the house what do you think because you don't have to serve in congress to be speaker i'm calling for steve james edwards what do you think steve stockman for house speaker uh that's
2: somebody i could certainly get behind mrs stockman it's an honor to uh, be on the radio at the same uh, time as you listening to No, truly, I I know what your husband uh, has gone through and the injustice that both of you have suffered and the fact that you're still out there. So many people uh, would have just been broken and silenced as a result of that, and almost understandably so. But uh, to see uh, you and he continuing to go out there and fight for true justice is really inspirational, and it sets an example for the rest of us to follow. So it's, uh, again, an honor to be on with you here just for a few minutes.
6: Well, thank you so so much. In fact, when Steve was in prison, he uh, emailed one of his one of his advocates and said, "You know, just because I'm in prison doesn't absolve me from responsibility to my to my country." So, even when he's out, uh, you know, we still love this country and we're going to fight for it, regardless of what's done to us.
1: Amen to that. Amen. So, what are the next steps in this? What can we do to help, Patty?
6: Um. Well, you may want – your your listeners can go to defendthepatriot.com. That was the website that I had stood up for Steve, but uh, we've handed it over. It's being retooled to cover all of these kinds of uh, – they're going after Where they're going after patriots. So you can follow this story and also find links there where where you'll be able to give to help John Woods with legal expenses and any other patriots that we think get stood up on that site. So – that's a good resource, DefendThePatriot.com.
1: There you have it. Keep an eye on DefendThePatriot.com. We really have to work on, uh, in my opinion, getting this <laughs> former congressman free, folks. Look, the FBI agent no, literally no. pled guilty to destroying state evidence. He's a,
6: he's a state yeah, senator. Yeah, former Arkansas state, state
1: senator. Uh, John Woods, ladies and gentlemen, is yeah. who we got to work on yeah. getting free, and we've really got to make time uh, for these political prisoners because, look, if they can just haul off state senators and congressmen and all these different people and throw them in prison. Look, is Trump next, folks, with these criminals? <laughs> yes, he is. I, yeah. I, I, I pray he's not, but you know what? It isn't looking good, Patty. Nope.
6: Nope. Sidney Powell once said if they want to send you to prison, you're going to go to prison because they've got so much corruption. They'll They'll manufacture evidence. They'll twist people's arms to say false things. It's, it, it's, just a, it's it's just um, it's 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 Nazi Germany t- tactics.
2: You know, if I could interject very quickly, uh, Sam and Mrs. Stockman, I had lunch with a fairly prominent attorney in Atlanta. Uh, he's, he's a longtime friend, but this particular lunch took place well over a decade ago, maybe closer to fifteen years ago now, and I said. What's stopping them, you know, talking about the government, the FBI? And by the way, I don't know how much of it is just smoke and how serious they may be about truly abolishing the FBI, but I am very encouraged to see members of Congress actually saying that now. You would have never thought that was possible a few years ago. But in any event, I was having lunch with this attorney. I said, what's stopping them from just just arresting us and throwing us all away you know never mind the fact that we've never done anything illegal but what would be stopping them from just coming in trumping up charges and taking us away he looked at me and he said very little and i've never forgotten that and now you fast forward to what's happened in cases like that of your husband and and what's going on with trump now this very same attorney who is still practicing in georgia said that he does think that not only will Trump. Be indicted. He said this on my New Year's Eve broadcast. Not only that, will Trump be indicted in his opinion? He, you know, uh, you know, somebody in agreement with Trump um, that yeah, people are looking at the right place Possibly go into prison. Yeah. He said it's a probability. I said, do you think it's possible that he will go to prison? He said, probability. Probability. He thinks it's going to come from a district attorney in Georgia named Fannie Willis. She's in Fulton County, huh. she's Fulton County D.A. She's saying that they, she's sort of colluding with the uh, Raffensburger down there, and they're going to get him on a
1: uh, Georgia election laws violation. Well, Trump, Trump should up, have shut down the FBI and the IRS while he had a chance, huh, Patty?
6: That's right. This is what they do, and they, they're polished at it.
1: All right. Well, our prayers are certainly with you, and with Steve, and with everybody who's fighting for uh, the political prisoner freedom. This is kind of the interesting thing. We need freedom uh, for yes, John Woods, and and my question is: is are we going to get that with the guilt plea? They admit that it was a, an unfair trial, right? I
6: think exactly, exactly and and he admits that he dis- that he wiped it because he knew it could be used in this case. But yet he claims there was medical records that he didn't want uh, out there in the open. Well, fine. Set aside destroy your medical record, your personal medical records and, and and produce the hard drive that was that was demanded by the court.
1: Well, forget both of them. Just simply say because of government fraud, it's a mistrial and he goes free. Isn't that what the founders were right. supposed
6: for? That's right. In fact, there was a there was an instance up in Massachusetts where um, someone working in the crime lab uh, put out a false report on drug testing. And thousands of convicted drug uh, felons were freed because of that one incident of them lying, that that lab person fabricating evidence. And so they don't know how many of the other cases were false as well. So thousands Free of
1: John were- Woods. Free John Woods. Free, hopefully free that was the chant hood. at the rally yesterday, right?
6: It was. It was. You can People can go to that defendthepatriot.com site and, and see some, a lot of the postings of the coverage that we had yesterday. So we were encouraged. We're praying that that will bring pressure to bear and and touch this judge's heart.
1: Amen to that. We're flat out of time. Patty Stockman, thank you so much. Tell Steve we love him, and I'm calling for him to be publicly Speaker of the House. Okay, I'll tell her. Thank All you. All right, Sam. we love I you guys. Thanks long. so much. Ladies and gentlemen, there she All goes. Right. Patty Stockman doing a phenomenal job. DefendApatriot.com. James and Salmon seconds on your radio.
3: How do you know your child loves you?
7: When he calls and he says, uh, "Dad, why don't we um, go fishing?" It's just very simple,
8: but it it really counts. They make a song up, and they come into our bedroom and say, "We made a song, and will you listen?" To
7: our next door neighbor's daughter came to me with tears in her eyes, and she said, "Daddy."
2: I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing up. My son
8: does the nicest
6: things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And I
2: think of my boy that uh,
7: we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me
4: and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. Isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ
3: of Latter-day Saints.
1: All right, back with you live. A quick update from the whacked out Donald Trump. Every move he makes assures he will not be president next term. I don't mean to be offensive to the Donald. Uh, I really (laughs) like a lot of what he does, folks. But there's a lot. And every time he opens his mouth, every time he moves, he surrounds himself with bigger thugs, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't even know how really to respond to this. Donald Trump was silent at first. He backed McCarthy in the beginning, which was a stupid move and everybody knows it but now he says this quote some really good conversations took place last night and it's now time for all of our great republican house members to vote for kevin trump wrote on his truth social network in a mostly all capital message no offense but again this is why trump will not be president in 24. Look, what a shame this is. All the real people that would back Trump now who are not for McCarthy, for the very reasons that Trump articulated in his first go-round James, are being betrayed by the Donald right now. This is disgraceful. And I'm willing to tell you the tale publicly. Most folks are going to hold their nose. I'm not. I'm going to call a spade a spade. Shame on the Donald. What is he thinking? Yeah, this is uh, this is instructive, and uh, the fact that this
2: is sort of breaking in real time while we're live on the air this morning is something that had to, had to be mentioned, and that was the whole thing during his one term as president, is that he populated and surrounded himself with the people who hate him and the people who actively undermined everything he said he was trying to accomplish. And so then you could say, okay, well, he did do that. There's no doubt about it. But now, after having seen the level of corruption and duplicity in Washington, uh, he's learned his lesson, and he, he sure, well, let's give him a chance to prove that he wouldn't make the same mistakes again. And now here he is with a chance to do something. He's making the exact same mistakes, if it's a mistake at all, if he isn't just part of it, uh, which is debatable. Well, and here's the problem. But he's certainly no, no, he, he's making of the house is gone. He'd make All right, so, yep, see, that changed from the first hour. But he is making the exact same mistakes that absolutely undermined his presidency, kept him from being reelected, and kept him from accomplishing what he could have accomplished otherwise if he had put in people like, as you were mentioning before, you dropped some names, people like Michael Perutka. Why not Michael Steve Perutka, Stockman, successful Steve attorney? King. Yeah, so uh, this is why his administration wasn't more successful, why he didn't get reelected, and he's still making these mistakes. That gives us no hope that he's learned a lesson. If you're thinking about voting for him, and I'm thinking about it, or I was thinking about I'm it. I'm not. Never, not have, right, never well, I, I, well, you didn't vote for me the first two times, but uh, but I, you know, you look, look at it and you just say he's not learned. And, but the good news is, and you would, <laughs> he would have more disaster going forward. But Matt Gates, the good news is he's trying to browbeat Gates and Boebert et Al into voting for McCarthy. He won't be
1: browbeat Ma- by the Donald for sure.
2: Matt Matt, Matt Gates even anticipated this because Donald Trump was supporting McCarthy publicly a couple of weeks before. ago as well. Yeah. He said, And he said, well, that, that was Gates who said, Trump's, you know, I love Trump. I would vote for him for president, but I'm not going to take his advice on this. HR was never his strong suit. So I don't think they're going to buckle to Amen. this request.
1: Agreed. Now here's the last problem that I point out right before we went to the air. I said on the break privately, hey, you know what? I just got an update from the Donald. Got to go to this really quick. Sorry for the audible change. That's what happens in live radio, especially when you're up on the news as I am. Look, I said Donald is backing Kevin. James said why? Then we went straight to the airwaves. I'm going to answer that question live because Donald Trump's an insider. That's why. And he's really caving to the truth. You know when push comes to shove and it's clutch decisions, their true colors come out, James. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think it'll be telling.
2: You've been, There's we'll no doubt he makes years now, buddy. monumental mistakes. Well, I think we'll see <laughs> definitively. If he goes to prison, then I think we'll know, okay, he really wasn't on their side, or at least there were some of them against him enough to send him to prison as opposed to all of the other criminally see, personally corrupt politicians. I think will
1: go to prison. I think they'll work on the indicting. They'll do everything, but eventually they will fall short and he won't go to prison.
2: Okay, now if that happens, then it, it still gives you know, plausible deniability to whether he was or wasn't working with it. But, uh, you know, if he does, that separates him from all of the other criminally corrupt former presidents who should have been in prison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm going to move to another hot topic. We're running out of time faster than I want to, ladies and gentlemen. West Point to remove Confederate monuments, James. I actually was contact,
2: uh, contacted by a newspaper. Uh, just yesterday, asking for a quote on this, and uh, I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote back to the reporter. And I wrote that I'm of two minds on this matter. Of course, the decision to remove tributes to General Robert E. Lee is an affront to the former West Point graduate. And remember, he went there. So there, there's reason for his statuary and, and, and portraits to be placed there. Not only did he go to West Point, he was a graduate who had a spotless record. He never incurred a single demerit while he was a cadet there. And then, of course, he went on and served honorably in the United States Army, people forget that, for a long career until he said he couldn't engage in Lincoln's unconstitutional war against the South and he was going to stand and whatever value he had, his sword was going to uh, be lifted only in defense of his state and his uh, his. You know, friends family and neighbors and that's how he went and uh, went on to become what he is known for which as uh, as as a confederate general but he was a west point graduate cadet never in- incurred a single demerit spotlessly immaculate record impeccable service to the united states army up until the war between the states and he sided with his home which any normal person uh, would have done uh he is in my estimation sam the greatest american He exemplified in his life the virtues of duty, honor, and sacrifice, and courage. Every cadet at West Point, now and forever, should strive to emulate him. He was a Christian man above reproach. So, of course, I see this, and it's a shame. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I said I'm of two minds on this matter, Perhaps a man so noble shouldn't have his reputation besmirched by having his likeness and the righteous cause for which he's fought tainted by being on display on the grounds of such an anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-American bastion that West Point has now become. You know, I'm the the son of Confederate veterans. I'm very proud of that patrimony. And so it is bemusing to watch modern-day degenerates assume that they can cast judgment on men who were their superiors by every standard of measurement. But it's also, that too is instructive, I think. This rabble has chosen the rules by which the game is to be played, and we would do well to remember it if and
1: when the shoe switches back to our foot. What do you say? It's hard to, it's hard to just even understand. To me, agree or disagree with the Confederates, agree or agree, disagree with these leaders, I think they're heroes too. Let me just go on record. I'm not backing away from this one bit. I think they're Christian, God-fearing heroes. All right. So I won't back away from that one bit. However, I find that fascinating. Why would even those who are against us on this? Uh, why would they want to destroy the history and just remove it completely? Wouldn't they want to use the history to continue to make their points? But yet, the yeah, heroes, well, no, they, the heroes never going to tell the story. Number one, the victors uh, always tell the story. That's so right. that's why they want to do it. They want to rewrite history and replace it with their narrative, not no narrative that's the point james well for 100 years
2: after the war you had it coming together all the way up until eisenhower who had a portrait of general lee in his office when he was president so th- this is a relatively new thing this ghouls and graveyard thing and it- it's it's so much worse than just tearing down monuments uh, they are literally there was just another story they had they did it to the great general nathan bedford Forrest, probably the greatest tactician in the history of mobile war- warfare what he did with mounted cavalry using them as uh infantry is just Genius, uh, but they they dug up his bones, uh, and and it wasn't enough to take down his monuments. They actually dug up his body and moved it, and they did it again just last month. In Virginia, they dug up the body of a Confederate general, digging up a man's grave, these savages. Uh, I will remember that. If our people ever get power again, I will remember that and uh turnabout will be fair play as far as i'm concerned but this yeah so i mean it's it's, it's evil digging up let's dig up Uh, on Martin
1: luther king and (laughs) get her done buddy the um (laughs) i don't know about that but uh you don't want to dig up on michael
2: come on now some of these monuments are going to come down that's sure dig him up and mummify him and promote him James, that that Mao statue of uh, that Mao statue of Martin uh, may come down though, the one where he looks like Mao on the National Mall. <laughs> but uh, you know, but th- so ag- again, it's it's you should esteem the greatest people in your country's history. These people are worthy of the monuments, uh, but at the same time, it's. West Point isn't the West Point that Lee attended, and uh, it it stands now for everything that he fought against. So it's it's almost a disservice to him to have his likeness on those grounds. I I don't know, it's it's a it's a tricky topic. It's a, but you know
1: we'll see what we can do one day. <laughs> Getting my shovel sharpened. Hey man, all I can tell you folks is we have lost our collective minds. When you start destroying history and you want to rewrite history from a completely dishonest, one-sided narrative, look out whether you agree with us or not. I defend Robert E. Lee. I defend some of these uh, Confederate leaders because they were right on the point. Shame on the Donald for backing McCarthy.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
5: U.S.A. News, I'm Lance Pry. President Biden is heading to Kentucky today, where he'll be talking about how his administration's economic plan is helping to rebuild the nation's infrastructure. Democrat Governor Andy Beshear.
0: Today is a big day for Kentucky, for Ohio, and for the United States of America.
5: The Brent Spence Bridge connects his state to Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: This is a bridge that carries so much of the country's GDP across it every single day. And while structurally sound, was never designed for the amount of traffic that goes across it.
5: After three separate votes Tuesday, House Republicans failed to reach an agreement on who Speaker of the House should be. Democrats remain united around Hakeem Jeffries, the New York representative in the minority position. It should be noted no business can be conducted until a Speaker is elected. They'll try again later today. Former Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard on Fox News says politics is changing not for the better.
6: What about the fact that over decades it has increasingly become true that political parties are getting more powerful and individual representatives that we,
4: the people elect, are getting weaker? And the more powerful these political parties become, who really only care about their own interests and advancing their own power, they use that power to bully individual representatives to do whatever it is they want.
5: In Manhattan, New York, Tuesday, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried pleaded not guilty to fraud and other criminal charges. His trial is set to begin in nine months. Comet C-2022E3 could be bright enough to be spotted with the naked eye as it flies by. According to NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, the comet comes around every 50,000-ish years. Your best bet is January 21st when the moon is at its dimmest for the month. Look to the northwest. The sun is at its closest point to Earth today, also known as Perihelium Day. This is USA News. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean.
0: Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut
5: it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical.
0: The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy.
6: Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800 958 18175 That's <laughs> MyPillow.com. Promo code USA.
1: Man, this is great. James Edwards with me. thepoliticalcesspool.org Check out his award-winning broadcast every Saturday night live and then uh, during the week at your convenience. thepoliticalcesspool.org By the way, we have an incredible guest coming up. Surprise in mere seconds. But in the meantime, though, the New York Times writes an article. It's funny. It says, Prepared to be triggered by Donald Trump Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Former president's son accepts uh, an ink's seven figure deal to host a podcast on the Rumble video platform, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I find this fascinating because Trump Jr. uh, came on liberty roundtable live with me and james both uh back in the day uh when they attacked him 40 melted down like a little kid he didn't have the guts to stand with us like he should have uh but the bottom line is now he signs a big deal what's seven figures what does that mean a million plus dollars yeah uh but they say prepare to be triggered by the donald jr and i'm saying i'm ready to trigger the donald jr look He came on the broadcast with us. He had a wonderful time. He agreed with everything we said. He agreed to stay longer because he was only supposed to be on for a couple of minutes. And I said, hey, do you have a couple of minutes longer? And he said, oh, absolutely. For you, Sam, no problem. Uh, And then later, when he got slammed by the mainstream press, uh, he kind of disavowed, and he disavowed James completely. He tried to disavow me. I punched back so hard they retracted and rewrote their story at CNN. That's just how I roll, people. But anyway, I, I tell you this because, look, now Donald Trump Jr. can't get on the mainstream, so he's going to go ahead and join us over here at Rumble and True Social and such. <laughs> James? Uh, it is interesting that after all
2: that, uh, he even somebody with his uh, renown and and deep pockets isn't getting Commercial talk, a commercial talk radio gig, even, much less uh, uh, something on Fox. Uh, yeah, he should at least be able to have a show on Fox, right? I mean, a weekend show, an overnight show, something, but Rumble? I mean, that's where, like, all my friends are. They got kicked off of YouTube. So, now, that's interesting, but it's interesting, too. You mentioned that interview. Hope Hicks is back in the news, and, and I'm going to tie this in to, to what we're talking about. Uh, Hope Hicks was Trump's former campaign spokesman, sort of like his top confidant, Uh, she wasn't ever, I guess, the White House press secretary, but she had a very high position, and especially during the original campaign in 2016, she was the go-to gal or the go-to person uh, for all things Trump. Um, She and Katrina Pierce and a couple of others, but she was the main media face outside of the Trump family itself. And so when the Trump campaign credentialed me to not only attend a Trump rally in Memphis, but also gave me permission to broadcast my radio program live from the press pen, all right? And then it wasn't like we sent them a media interview request, and they came on, and, oh, you know, we get a lot of these, I don't know who everybody is. No, they solicited the interview. The day after they credentialed me, they sent an email to james at thepoliticalaccessible.org asking if we would have Donald Trump on. They wanted to come on on Tuesday. I said, "Well, I can't. I can't do it. I'm a Saturday only show." But I'll toss it to my friend Sam Bushman and Liberty Roundtable. Here's the information. Sam took the ball, ran with it. I didn't expect to be part of the interview, but Sam's such a stand-up and uh, honorable guy. He said. Hey, I they, they came to you first. Why
1: don't you come on too? And it was Sam's interview on Sam's show, and I was. And able I to even have a- told them, "Hey, James Edwards can't do the interview, but I'm going to do it, and we're going to do it together." Uh, they were basically clued in on everything. This this idea that they didn't know and they were snookered and blindsided is an absolute lie. And the media frenzy went ballistic on this until I proved I was right. Then they backed off in a hurry. Well, they did, and as you as we were talking about during the break.
2: He was, this was on Super Tuesday, Super Tuesday of 2016, the biggest day of the campaign, that first Tuesday in March up until that point. Trump Jr. stayed longer than he was scheduled because he was having such a good time laughing in agreement with everything we were saying. Sam asked him to stay. He said, as you said, no problem. Would love to. Stayed through a break on Super Tuesday. Do you know how busy they would have been on Super Tuesday? All right. So anyway, fast forward to, to well, now. I think fast where they to, go I on saw Super this-
1: Tuesday because they know where the action happens. James, that's pretty telling as well. No, that that's true. Well, hey, they got tens of millions of dollars of publicity off
2: of that ten minute interview, that's for sure fifteen or whatever it was. But Hope Hicks was back in the I'll make this quick. Hope Hicks, former White House aide. Um, I value honor and loyalty above all all else. And I don't pity misfortune visited upon people who lack it. I I don't want them to have it, but I don't I don't lose sleep over it either. So Hope Hicks lied to the press about that two thousand sixteen interview. If for good measure, she then publicly dem- denounced me again a few months later. She said Sam was all right, but James, it's terrible. You remember that? That was like another. Yeah, because I hit thing. back
1: so hard against Hope Hicks and Cena, they didn't know what to do. Uh,
2: but but she's in the news this week. So here's the thing: I value honor and loyalty. Sam Bushman has it in spades. So Hope Hicks was in the news this week uh, because her text messages have been released. From what she was uh, has has been saying. Uh, from the J6 committee, and and she was reported saying, I'm so mad and upset that Trump made me unemployable. So here, look, she would have been nobody without Trump. And and now she's saying she's so mad at him for making her unemployable. The reason that she was who she was and had this power and prestige and position was because of Trump. But she said that... uh, All of us who didn't have jobs lined up are now perpetually unemployed because of J6. I'm so mad and upset. We look like domestic terrorists now. And Hicks reiterated, he made me unemployable, untouchable. God, I'm so effing mad. The only place I can go now is a local Proud Boys chapter. So again, no honor, no standing by your, 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 you know, your your comrade, standing by the man who, who who took you to the ball, standing by the former president, who in the case of the January sixth situation did nothing wrong. But see, you've seen this with Sean Hannity too. Sean Hannity, like Hope Hicks, rats fleeing from a sinking ship. Sean Hannity saying, uh, he promoted the very, very real and plausible improbable election fraud for, what, years on his program? But now that he's getting investigated, I never believed in the big lie, he called it. I never believed it for a second. Here's so picks taken to the pinnacle of power by Donald Trump. I'm so effing mad at him. No honor. If you are right and the person you are standing by is right, you stand by them no matter what the cost. I've done that, Sam. You've done that. It would have been easier for me to jettison some people in my life. It would have been easier for you to jettison me. Uh, but men of honor don't do that. If the person has done no wrong and there's no cause for a disassociation, and in, in Trump's case of January 6th, I believe that applies. Why, why are Sean Hannity and Hope Hicks fleeing and throwing him under the bus? No honor. Trump hasn't always shown honor to people either or loyalty. They're certainly not showing it to him, and i got no room for people like that.
1: Trump aides, quote, look like terrorists, domestic terrorists. Now, I don't know how you look like a domestic terrorist, James, but here's the problem. (laughs) Hope Hicks, you lied about me, and now you're lying about the reality on January 6th. You're completely ignorant of what happened. Have you watched the Epic Times telling the other side of the story movie, Hope? Have you gone and talked about to some of the folks that were there and what really happened. Are you familiar with the Oath Keepers saving police officers and using a military formation to bring them out safely? Are you familiar with all this? Are you familiar with my friends who were there who were forced into the Capitol against their will by being pushed? Do you have the other side of the story, hope? Or are you just so ignorant you're trying to save your bacon and hope to be in the Main Street echelon? Maybe you should go work for Donald Trump Jr. instead of his dad. Maybe you should go work for Nancy Pelosi. Or maybe you should go work for what's this guy's name, George Santos. Maybe you ought to go work for that guy because you are two peas in a pod. I know she was, let's just say, fibbing
2: about not knowing about that interview because I emailed her when that was making national news. I didn't know it was going to continue to make national news up to and through the election from March to November and beyond, but it did, that Donald Trump Jr. And uh, I, I said, hey, listen, not only, they were saying at first he didn't appear at all. I said, not only did he appear, y'all solicited it. Here's the email. Uh, you need to at least stop telling people that it didn't happen. You know, I don't want you to get caught in a lie. <laughs> you know, we learned a little bit more about some these And what uh, she did people. was
1: ignore uh, James Edwards. Yeah, never She, she ignored never. me. But then she was forced to change the story uh, on the fly. Huh. And I because thought, I thought I, the at truth. first
2: I, I was like, okay, well, this doesn't make her look good. But you know what? It's for a greater cause. If I need to be thrown under the bus, uh, that's not the way I treat people. But uh, I'm willing to give them a pass a James. little bit. But listen, this wasn't just a one-time deal. This is obviously a character trait because now she's doing the same thing to Trump himself.
1: Yeah, but Trump doesn't breed loyalty with his actions either. He threw us no, under the he bus, doesn't. and I've done nothing to Trump except for giving him credit when credits due. Now he's backing Kevin, and he won't—him and his son won't even talk to me. Uh, so, you know, Donald Trump Jr. wants to get on, um, you know, Rumble like we are because he can't go anywhere else, but yet he's not going to stand up with guys like us. He's been betrayed by the people he sh- threw us under the bus for, right? But But, James, look, you never get good with evil. Okay, remember that. Write this down, Sam Bushman quote, you never get good with evil. Lying (laughs) and betraying us will never do you good. Okay, just remember that reality check. Yep, we're still kicking, and uh, we're still here
2: after 18 years for me and 26 for you. All right, is our guest here?
1: All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen, grabbing our guest. We'll be right back. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, James Edwards of ThePoliticAssessPool.org and Sam Bushman, yours truly. Liberty Roundtable Live would like to welcome back Steve King, former congressman to the great Liberty Roundtable Live. Welcome back, sir.
7: Well, thanks a lot for having me back. I wasn't sure I had that invitation till now.
1: You got that invitation 24-7, my friend. (laughs) Thank you so much. What do you think on Speaker of the House? Sadly, Donald Trump backing McCarthy. I think that's a disgrace, sir. Well,
7: it's very disappointing to me to see this. Um, I just, I, I'm wondering what that position is. I mean, here's the things that Donald Trump should have understood. And I counseled him against it, uh, clear back then, more than six years ago now. Uh, when Paul Ryan came out two and a half weeks before Trump was elected in 2016, and he told all of us in a conference call, every man for himself, I'm not going to support Trump, bail out and uh, do the same thing. And then Trump was elected president. And the next day he said, I can work with Paul Ryan. Well, here we are about the similar thing, Donald Trump saying, I'm planning to be the next president of the United States and I can work with Kevin McCarthy. Well, he should have learned his lesson with Ryan. He can't work with McCarthy. This is a time for McCarthy to go back to Bakersfield. And And I think that would happen within probably weeks or a few months. But these 20 that are holding together, as long as they hold, McCarthy cannot be speaker. And at some point they have to get tired of, of those uh, running these votes over and over again, we'll see here in the next couple of votes which direction this is going. Whether the anti-McCarthy what,
1: what if Republicans uh, bail out and don't show up, and the Democrats show up in droves, and and they manipulate this thing by starving the House, so to speak?
7: You know, I don't think that's going to happen. By I wouldn't give that a one tenth or one percent chance. Um, the Democrats are oh, going to show up. They proved that yesterday. And if they were going to, um, if they were going to take a walk, as we say, or vote to pass. Um, we might've seen some signal of that yesterday. I don't think they want that on their record as uh, cutting any kind of a deal like that. And so it's, it's, um, and even if somehow, even if somehow they're has 1% chance because you know, procedurally and technically as possible, um, that wouldn't last a week because the Republican majority they would find their candidate and they would upset everything in the house until they elected their speaker. So I think Democrats know that. And, uh, And I'm I'm confident that that would be something that would unify every Republican. It'd be against anyone on the other side that might want to run that House. And the idea of building this thing up with Fred Upton uh, or someone of that nature or somebody outside the Congress, which he is now, um, I I don't see that at all getting any traction for all the people I've talked to. And I've been focused on this thing um, not quite 24 hours a day since it began.
1: So who do you think will be Speaker of the House at the end of the day?
7: That's a good question. I don't know if at the end of the day we're going to have a speaker. Um, and, and so but but here's this thing is I'm I'm sending messages out to people and and um, that that whole network of cells and texts and those things and then through the through the media, et cetera. And uh, I'd say that that um, if if this 20, these 20, I think, are resolute, they will hold Good and it's possible to lose one, but I think they'll hold. So if that number grows, if it grows by one or two or three. Um, That that tells McCarthy the inertia is going the wrong direction. They would adjourn again. And then at some point, somebody in the McCarthy camp has to say, um, Mr. McCarthy, this isn't going to work. You're going to have to tip over your king, and you're going to have to move your furniture out of the speaker's office. We're going to have to find an alternative. We're going to run this country.
1: But you know what I would say, though? For McCarthy to hold on like death to this thing, that tells you something's wrong, though. Uh, look, it's about the will of the people, and I'm not a democracy guy, but I'm just saying it's about the votes, and if you can't respect the vote, you're going to hold on to it and try to twist arms in the back rooms. That becomes more and more evident, doesn't it, Steve?
7: Well, it is very evident, and uh, I know that he got a text sometime in the night that said, congratulations, you election denier. You've lost three times, and that's <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, and of course I wouldn't have anything to do with that, but uh... – I can, I can chuckle, though. It is <laughs> and, funny. And think, think of this. The audacity of moving into the Speaker's office, it's not just because people are going to think, well, you know, he had every expectation to be the Speaker. No. Kevin McCarthy knew he didn't have the votes when he's moving his furniture in and rearranging the wall decorations in the he Speaker's office. He was hoping
1: office. to set the stage to make it happen against everybody's will, and that's kind of my point. Well, it is, and it's it's almost like saying, "Gee, I already moved in.
7: How can you guys deny me this speaker's job now?" And 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 also a contradiction, and it's an ironic contradiction. But um, he said yesterday morning after their Come to Jesus conference, um, he said, "I earned this GD job. Man, that's just that's way offensive to all of us uh, here right now." But, but he he just said, "I earned it. I demand it. I already moved in." And then on the floor, he was reported of saying, "This isn't about me. It's about you." Well, how how could it be more contradictory? I earned this blank blank job, and then tell the members on the floor, it isn't about me. It's about you. Um, no, it's about Kevin McCarthy and his ego. And and I'll say this straight out. And I'm and, and i just I believe. And of course, I've been in, in this arena hardcore for a long time. I believe that I watched Kevin McCarthy for years. I believe he sold his soul to the devil for the speaker's gavel
2: wow james uh congressman i am on today first of all happy new year great to talk to you again uh, long time no talk it's been at least a week <laughs> but um... <laughs> i missed you already <laughs> yeah me too brother well i was on uh i'm on actually on uh, sam's program today as a guest in my own right but we were talking about this trying to read the tea leaves and i said sam you know the guy we you need to call that's got to have his ear closest to the ground is going to be Steve King, and I was thinking, okay you know I might try to book you tomorrow or later this week, but I didn't expect him to pick up the phone in real time, but uh, I'm glad that he did <laughs> for a political observer and, and a political commentator I mean this is you know reaching super Bowl levels of of uh, interest uh, to me first time in over a hundred years you've had uh, something like this happen uh, now multiple votes um and the Real possibility, as you said, that the faction that I most align with is going to hold firm. I saw Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert in a press conference yesterday saying some very good and encouraging things. It does look like the line is going to hold. And I, I guess, you know, if you're looking at it from a numbers, uh, a bean counter perspective, it would seem as though McCarthy would have an easier time butt-breaking a handful of constitutional or conservative holdouts by offering them concessions than they would in breaking many, many more people to get an alternative candidate in there. How exactly does that play out?
7: Well, it, it boils down, I think, to this, that um, first of all, those, those 20 now, the 19, and then adding Byron uh, Donald, um, that that was that was an excellent direction for that to go. They have decided to take the hill, and they actually occupy it now um, that so it's either die on the hill or if I mean it's either own the hill or die on the hill. And the, the die on the hill in the political arena of this is this, that if they if they crack now and McCarthy becomes speaker, whatever promises they make, McCarthy is incapable of keeping them. I know that. I'm not only speculating. That means that they get put into the political dungeon and tortured until such time as they can be scrubbed out of the political arena. Um, McCarthy has been doing that mm, in primary elections across this country. And so if, if once you make that decision, it's kind of like at the Alamo. Here's the line. Colonel Travis has drawn his sword in the sand. Um, step across the line or not. But once that decision is made, you're going to stand there in the Alamo and you're going to fight to the death. And, and that's uh, a, I don't think these guys are going to lose. I think they're going to win because I think that vote's going to grow here in the next couple hours.
2: I can't wait to see what happens over the course of the rest of the day and week and however long it takes for this to play out. I, I loved your Alamo uh, analogy. For is that sure. I'm a Tennessean here, here in the Volunteer State, so I guess uh, Gates might be our Crockett in this because I saw uh, yesterday, not only is he holding firm, uh, he is needling. I, he's, I don't know who it was. The He sent a, a letter to the Capitol custodian asking why McCarthy's allowed to occupy the speaker's <laughs> office after losing three votes. I mean, that's, as you said, uh, I think you used the word before, flamboyant. That's some flamboyance right there.
1: Yeah, but why was he even allowed to move in in the first place when it hadn't been decided? See, there's problems <laughs> with all this stuff. But I'm calling for Steve King. If we don't have to have an insider in Congress to be the speaker, why don't we just have Steve King be speaker? Steve? Now we're talking <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, I have a wife, for one thing, who was glad to get me back home after 25 years. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're, now the, the McCarthyites have this position, which is, well, there's only one person that could possibly do this job as speaker, and it's Kevin McCarthy. Well, nuts. How could If he didn't show up, then would we just leave the seat empty? Uh, no. And, and so if they can grow this vote, um, if the 20 become 21, 22, 23, sooner or later somebody inside the McCarthy camp is going to say you know what you're not going to be speaker uh, kevin and so why don't you do the noble thing and step up there and say hey i gave it every all of my effort for the last 16 years or whatever but i'm not the guy find yourself an alternative and i would ask them this that uh, i would i would pose this to the mccarthy people about now or maybe after this next round of votes and that is it's not going to be mccarthy who's your second choice they keep saying you don't have a candidate to the conservatives, the principled constitutional Christian conservatives. They're saying you don't have a candidate. Well, they do, and they can draft Jordan. Or they could go back to Andy Biggs. They can pick a third candidate or somebody else, but the McCarthy people don't have an alternative candidate. I'd challenge them that. Put your name, your name up there of the person you would offer if McCarthy withdraws. Then we can actually make a better decision on whether some people might want to decide to go back for McCarthy, which I don't think will happen, uh, or we can start to get behind an
1: alternative compromise candidate. I really think personally that somebody outside of Congress, I know there's a slim chance for that happening, but I really think that's what ought to happen. You'd bring some unique, fresh blood, and you would avoid a lot of the backroom dealing that goes on if you did some of that, wouldn't you?
7: Well, if you had the right person, that's true. And, um, you know, we've we played around with Donald Trump. I, I don't think it'd be very smooth, but it'd be a lot of fun if he came in. To, but he's not um, going to do it be, when
1: he doubles down in defense of Kevin.
7: I was yeah, hoping for right. that. That's true. That, exactly. I missed that point in my rationale, and I'm glad you made it. Uh, so that, but that was off the table for me regardless. But still, it would be an interesting thing to think about. But you're right. When he doubled down on Kevin, then that disqualifies that. Um, in fact, it diminishes his path to the White House again, I think, uh, to a degree, although I still like the man and think he'd do a lot of good for us. But um, I almost want to really
1: watch – sorry to interrupt. I almost want to watch the rounds of voting over and over and over, and if we throw these random names into the mix, because I want to see really where the hearts and minds of the majority of the members of the House on the Republican side are. When you throw a Steve King into the mix, what happens, Right. Do you get well, a lot of votes? Yeah. What do you? I really think it could test the medal and put on record some of these people to see if they're really with us, Steve. Well, it would be good to test that and that, let those names come forward. I'm,
7: I'm not surely advancing mine here, but um, but I, but I do think that that there are many people that have the quality of character and integrity to be Speaker of the House, and uh, the, what we're missing with Kevin McCarthy is just that and that's why he's not getting the votes, and, and they know it. The ones that are voting for him, so many of them are dependent upon him. He controls all of the committee assignments, all chairmanships, ranking memberships, whether you sit on the committee or not. He controls on whether your bills or your amendments will be heard or debated, whether you get a hearing in a committee for your bill, whether it comes to the committee for a vote, to the floor for a vote, all of that, plus the PACs that sit on K Street. He can send a message to them, which he did for me, which is, don't send any money to Steve King or candidate A, B, or C because he hasn't been broke to lead yet in the House of Representatives. Of course, I was never broke to lead, and but that's part of the equation. Final point yours,
2: James. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like uh, for you to support, as I've asked on my program, for you to support a man who is a truth teller, a man of God, uh, a man whose example we would be wise to follow steveking.com you want to know how congress works <laughs> Why well, we don't have more victories these past uh several decades steveking.com by the book he tells it all and uh he he tells the the truth to shame the devil uh steveking.com hey congressman it's great to talk to you unexpected pleasure here on this fourth day of the new year i just a quick question with only seconds remaining would there be moderate to liberal Republicans that would rather burn it down and see King Jeffries go in than somebody that's a compromise candidate in their, in their opinion? I hear the music. You know, I,
7: I think the idea of an of a eventual Democrat speaker just has no chance. And so I don't think it will, and it wouldn't last long. Uh, they'll find somebody in that conference of 222.
1: Very good. Our prayers are we find the most conservative one that would stand like a Steve King. Thank you, sir. God bless you. We'll have you back soon. Same
7: here. God bless you, gentlemen, and all your listeners.
1: All right. For Steve King, Patty Stockman, James Edwards, Sam Bushman, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore this great, grand old republic, ladies and gentlemen. We declare this nation shall endure. ThePoliticalSussPool.org, LibertyRoundTable.com, SteveKing.com, and LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic of the United States of America.